Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. I, uh, this is my happy place. Uh, some people don't like to speak in front of people, but I love it. I'm always very comfortable here looking at you. And uh, I've been uh, preaching for a long, long time. And this is one of the places where I uh, began ministry way back in uh, the 90s when my son was uh, six and seven, and now he's 30. So uh, I love Heartland Camp and have been uh, privileged to come here off and on. I come from the Midwest, so, uh, you know, and I don't travel anymore. Early years I traveled and I came out here a lot, but I don't travel. I've been a children's pastor for many years, and now I'm a hospice chaplain. We can tell more about that as we talk over meals and stuff. Uh, but that's the way the Lord has uh, fashioned my ministry in, in chapters of seven years. And uh, I had this up, or uh, Brian called me to come out and speak, and I'm glad, so glad to do that uh, once again. It's like visiting the old places. I'm twice the man I used to be. I like to say 30 years and 40 pounds ago, you know, in a day when I only had one chin. But, <laughs> you know, I am what I am. I'm comfortable in my chubby middle-aged skin and uh yes i'm a grandfather i have three children a lovely wife for 33 years my eldest has two children and yes i do chase them around the backyard with a plastic bat they love that how many of you kids would love to be chased with a plastic bat sure you love to be chased and uh, i don't hit hard no no it's all fun and lots of tickling and laughter and uh, I just love it. Uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about my life. That's just a, a snapshot. If you're interested, I'll bore you to tears with all the pictures, too. Uh, but we're here today for a, a special purpose. The, the morning sessions are going to be uh, kind of fast-paced and exciting, and we're going to learn all the books of the Bible in order with hand motions that give you an idea what each book is about. I call them the Bible Moves, and when I first started out, we did audio through cassette tapes. You probably, I'm sure you don't know what those are anymore, but uh, <laughs> it's old technology. The song is the same, though. I'm going to sing it, and then we will get to work learning our Bible moves. Here we go. <clears throat> Everywhere you go, the whole world around, there are people whose problems bring them down. They try this and that, don't know where to look. Someone should point them to the book. You see, the Bible moves are done with your hands. When you learn them all, you will understand that each book of the Word has something to say to help you live from day to day. It is a book of life, it is a book of love. It is wisdom straight down from God above. There is only one way to make sure you don't lose. You better know the Bible moves. You see, the Bible moves are done with your hands. When you learn them all, you will understand that each book of the Word had something to say to help you live from day to day. You see, the Bible moves are done with your hands. When you learn them all, you will understand that each book of the Word has something to say to help you, to help you, to help you live from day to day. Isn't that fun? You could bring that down by about one 
25%. All right, now here's what we're going to do. And um, there will, we won't, we're going to learn all 39 books, but I'll break it up a little bit in the middle uh, to give us a, a rest. So uh, I need you to get your hands out, okay? Shake them out like this. Shake out your arms. Some of you are not interested, or maybe the caffeine hasn't kicked in. Uh, and uh, shake out your lips like this. Maybe you're not chubby like me. I don't know. I just like to make that noise. Okay, here's the first one. We're going to grab two handfuls of stuff, make them into a ball, and then hold the ball in our hands. This is when, when we say the word Genesis. Everybody with me? Genesis. One more time. <laughs> I was rolling my eyes like a teenage girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will tease anybody I can. Did you know it's a love language? Yeah. Teasing is my love language. So be ready. Because I love you. God gave me this big old heart. And I love people. I just, at whatever size, any color. I mean, I just love them. What, you know, and in my role as hospice chaplain, you know, I see lots of little wrinkled old people. I just can't help it. I love them. And I see their little skin. It's transparent, and I can trace the map of their arteries. And I just love that. I just love them. I can't help it. I'm, a, I'm sidetracking already. Here we go. Genesis one more time. Ready, loud and clear. Genesis, the book of creation, tells us how God made stuff. Don't look in that science book of evolutionary theory. Look in the book, the good book, the one that tells us the facts about how God made everything, how he put the world together, how he made the sun and the moon and the stars. We'll get into this a little bit later. The early history of mankind, it's all right there in Genesis. One more time, Genesis. The next book is Exodus. Try this, Exodus with me, Exodus. One more time. There you go. Now, this tells the story of how God got his people out of slavery in Egypt. We were almost to that point with Joseph last night. He took them through the Red Sea, just like that. Exodus takes them wandering through the wilderness until they're on the doorstep of the promised land. Say it one more time. Here we go. Exodus. I would say I was trying to fool you, but it was a brain fart. Okay. Exodus, here we go. Next we have Leviticus. Grab that sacrifice. You're going to bring it into the priest. He will offer it up to the Lord. We do this, we say Leviticus. One more time, Leviticus. Everything you wanted to know about animal sacrifice is in this book, okay? It's the old way of covering sin. The death of that animal and the blood of that animal covered our sin. We'll find out tomorrow how God did it a better way with the sacrifice and death and resurrection of Jesus. Say Leviticus one more time. Leviticus. Then we go numbers once with me. Numbers. You know what we're counting? These are the young men of fighting age in every tribe of Israel. They're not, they're not fingers. We're counting them. Uh, just That's what God said to do in the first part. 
And at the end, he counted them one more time. Say numbers together. Numbers. Then we have the fifth book. It's called Deuteronomy. The fifth book of the law. Say Deuteronomy. Here we go. Deuteronomy. Yeah. Oh, this is a fantastic book filled with all sorts of great teaching written by, uh, well, all these five written by Moses. We have how to train your kids in here. Uh, it's tremendous. Say Deuteronomy one more time. Deuteronomy. These five, I didn't hear you. Maybe it was ultrasonic. Try it loud, okay? Deuteronomy. There you go. Let's do these first five. We call them the Pentateuch, which simply means the first five books. Everybody, here we go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Oh, you guys are so good. Give yourselves a clap. Yeah, that's good. All right. Now, we're going to take just a moment to learn a little bit more about creation. And my friend uh, Debbie has graciously allowed me to use her guitar. And I'm going to sing a song. And Peter said, yeah, grab one of those picks. All right. Uh, we're going to try to do a song. And I'm going to need some volunteers. Uh, once we go through this song, um, boys and girls, and uh, let's hope I can do it right because it's been like decades <laughs> since I've done this song. But, uh, you know, when God uh, created the earth, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth. And the earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the deep. Well, if we want to know what happened next, we have to do the song. Now the Lord God above made the heavens and the earth. But way back then, there was nothing of much worth. So the Lord set to work, he said, let there be light. He separated light from dark. It came out just right. Now I want you to repeat after me. Oh, say, on day one. The Lord had just begun. I need one volunteer to help me. Come on up here. Be day one. You're, you're, how about this young man in the red hoodie? Come on here. Give him a hand. He's coming up. It's going to be day one. What's your name? Oliver, stand right over here, okay? Because in our culture, we go from left to right. All right. Now, you have to use your hands. Uh, take out your phone say day one on day one on you have to use your lips too on day one the lord had just begun yeah put your hands like so he's pretty proud of that yeah very good now when oliver does that we are going to do it too and uh, oliver do you know what god said when he created light yeah, he said, let there be light. And what was his response was? It was good. Very good. You guys have probably read this book. The next day, God, the second day when God began, he started very soon. He said to Jesus, help me out. Let's make some elbow room. He pushed some water way down low and some he pushed up high. And all the waters of the earth, he had a big blue sky, <laughs> something like that. 
I need another volunteer, please. Yes, young lady in the parka of unspoken color. What is sort of green? Come here, honey. Wait, Ky Kyra? Is that it? Kira. Stand right there. You're going to be day two, okay? All right. So here's what you do. On day two, God made the sky so blue. Oh, see, that was beautiful, everybody. On day two, God made the sky so blue. Oh, and you know what he said, Kira? Kyra? No, he, he didn't really say let there be space. He said it was good. There you go. Let's start with Oliver, okay? Here we go. On day one, the Lord had just begun. On day two... God made the sky so blue. Oh, that's good. All right, you get the uh, you get the idea. We'll keep going. Here we go. The next day, God was searching for some place on which to stand. He pushed some water over and he called the dry place land. This land became the perfect place for plants on which to be. And all the waters of the earth right then became the sea. Another volunteer, please. Yes, sir. Come on up here. Are you related to Tyra? He's your brother. He wasn't admitting that. I don't know. Oh, Kira? Yeah. Or Kyra. Okay. Here we go. Your day three. Say this. On day three. Watch now. Watch me. God made the land. And the sea. Okay. <laughs> everybody, what's your name? Uh, Nathaniel. Okay. Nathaniel, everybody with Nathaniel. Here we go. On day three, God made the land and the sea. Do not spew. Okay. Don't throw up. Okay. You know what God said when he made the land and the sea? It was good. That's right. Very good. Three days had come and gone so far and also had three nights. Then God said, hmm, this big old sky could surely use some lights. He made the sun to rule the day, the moon to rule the night. And then he sprinkled stars all over heaven just right. I need another volunteer, please. Young lady, come on up here. The girl with the bun on her head. What's your name? Catherine. Hi, Catherine. <gasps> That's my wife's name. Yeah. I call her Kathy for short. Take one step forward, Kathy, and here's what you do. I, I'm sorry, Catherine. <laughs> that was a total. Uh, anyways, here's it. On day four, four, on day four, God made the sun, moon, and stars galore. Okay? Put a lot of stars up there. Okay, everybody with Catherine, here we go. On day four, God made the sun, moon, and stars galore. Do, do you know what galore means? It means a whole bunch. Yeah. So many you can't even count them, okay? You did. So did I. I stood right back up here going, you saw the Big Dipper? Good for you, man. I love that. That is so cool. Now, um, to fill the waters of the deep was the Lord's next project. 
He looked above to the skies, this he would not neglect. He made the fishes of the sea and birds up in the air. All sorts of fishes, squirmy things, and birds beyond compare. I need another volunteer, please. Boy in the red shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shove over, Oliver, shove over, and you come here. What's your name? Matthew. That's so funny. <laughs> Don't step on my cord, Matthew. Okay. Here we go. On day five, birds and fishes came alive. Aren't you glad it's him, not you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody with Matthew, here we go. On day five, birds and fishes came alive. Do you know what God said when he saw all of them? He said, he said, ew. No, he said, awesome. Is anyone else a fan of biology? Oh, my word, all the beautiful critters God made. And then when you go to the zoo and you see the ones that are absolutely hideous and you think, why did you do that, God? I have no idea. Like the flounder with his two eyes on one side of the head. That's just weird. Oh, anyways, I'm always amazed at God's creation. I just love it. Anyways, uh, I'm sidetracking, aren't I, Matthew? Sorry. You're not stepping on my cord, are you? No, my Debbie's cord. Okay. Let's uh, see now. Uh, I'm just ripping until I can remember the next verse. <laughs> One more day, God worked hard and long creation to bring forth. He assembled every kind of animal to walk the earth. And then his finest work of art according to his plan. In his own image, male and female. He created man. I need another volunteer, please. The Dodger hat? Yes. Come on up here, Dodger girl. Very good. Hi, Dodger girl. What's your name? Alana. Alana. Here's what you do, okay? On day six, God made man and the animals just for kicks. Okay. You know what a curtsy is? Okay, you have to curtsy because you're the girl. Matthew, not going to curtsy. No, you don't. No, all the boys bow. God made man and the animals just for kicks because nothing else rhymes with six. Okay. okay, everybody with Alana, here we go. On day six, God made man and the animals just for kicks. All right, you know what God said when he saw that wonderful part of creation? He, he said, it was good. That's right. That's right. Now, I'm a little OCD, so make straighten out the line here, okay? Every, you guys step six, five, four, step forward, and you parallel. Oh, God, I feel much better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, now, the last day of creation where God called his work complete. He set apart the seventh day to rest and to his feet. He made this holy day a time when we should do no labor, 
If we rest our bodies, worship Him, in Him we will find favor. I need another volunteer, please. Boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. Oh, I need a boy. What's, what's, which one? Red, the other red shirt boy? Or the great? Let's go with the other red shirt because my, he is so eager. It's a very important day, okay? What's your name? Gage. Gage, here is what you go. Seven fingers, you say, on day seven. I know it's hard to count that many. <laughs> is appointed for rest in heaven. Oh, doesn't he look so cute when he's asleep? <laughs> Everybody with Gage, here we go. On day seven, is appointed to rest in heaven. And you know what God said on that day? It was very, very good. Very good. Okay, let's review all the way from Oliver. Are you ready? Here we go. On day one, the Lord had just begun. Maybe you should stand up. Would that help? Because you're going to have to stomp your feet, you know, and get a little rest for your behind. Come on, you can do it. Here we go. On day one, the Lord had just begun. Day two, God made the sky so blue. Day three, God made the land and the sea. You should do these too, okay? Day four, God made the sun, moon, and stars galore. Day five, birds and fishes came alive. Day six, God made man and the animals just for kicks. On day seven, it's appointed to rest in heaven. Now, if someone should ask about where everything came from, or if someone should try to tell you evolution, you tell them you know where we're from and to whom we belong, and sit them down and clear your throat, <coughs> and sing to him this song. Here we go again. Day one, the Lord had just begun. Yeah, do it. Day two, God made the sky so blue. Day three, God made the land and the sea. Day four, the sun, moon, and stars galore. Good. Day five, birds and fishes came alive. Day six, man and the animals just for kicks. Day seven, appointed for rest in heaven. It's not too long. Oh, you ready to do it one more time? Here we go. Day one, the Lord had just begun. Everybody! Day two, God made the sky so blue. Day three, God made the land of sea. Day four, the God. Day five, birds and fishes came alive. Day six, man and the animals just for kicks. Day seven appointed for rest in heaven. <laughs> Thank you. It's not too long. It's our creation song. Give my volunteers a big, big hand. You can be seated. I just want to point one. Don't, don't not you. Yeah. One moment. Now, which day was light 
created? Raise your hand, day one. Which day was the sun created? Day four. Day four. Thank you. This sequence is critical, not only for our understanding of life here, but for life forever. So I want you to keep that in mind as we go throughout our camp this week. Light came before the sun. It all has to do with time, which is a temporary construct that we exist in but it had a beginning day four it will also have an end when the sun and the moon and the stars disappear we'll talk more about that on sunday now all my days give them a big hand and go ahead and be seated you did great and thank the lord i was sort of able to recall that <laughs> after the decades i'm getting old that's all right well we uh, have to understand the, our creation the way God designed it to be and that every one of us is created by him and has absolute incredible value to him. So much so that he sent his son Jesus that we might be redeemed and spend, be with him, spend time with him on earth, but that we would be promoted to eternity when we step out of time into eternity and then dwell with him forever. He loves you that much, every single one of you. He absolutely adores you. And whether we have a few years on this earth or very many like my 104-year-old friend Pearl, she's a treasure. Um, that's a lot of years, or as in our you know, what used to be, uh, Jacob lived 147 years. Joseph died at 130. That's a lot of years. But when you look at it in perspective of eternity, guess what? It's really short. It's just, a, it's just a little time. And then eternity, if we accept the gift of life that God has given us, which is a wonder, what, wonderful thing. I want to do another character for you who I have done for many, many years. I, uh, when I was first a uh, children's pastor, beginning ministry in 1986, I wrote these scripts to teach the Ten Commandments. And then when I began to tour in 1990, I thought, well, I'll turn those scripts into a dramatic character and uh, uh, there have been many, many scripts throughout the years. And uh, as I was preparing for this camp, I realized that the original script is just archaic. And so I've tried to adapt it a little bit for the modern century. And uh, I'm not even sure if the trench coat means anything anymore. It used to be, <laughs> you know, this is how detectives dressed okay so anyway this is my character called detective dirk durango uh, who's going to tell us where we get all this information it's just the book god's word and uh hopefully this will be a good uh, interesting way to illustrate that this is what i call 
the case of, I'm time to hold on, there we go, <laughs> the case of the good, good book. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Detective Dirk Durango, Chief Investigator on the Heresy Squad of the Doctrine Division, Doctrine Division of the Church of God. Then this is my partner, the Holy Spirit. You can't see him, but he's always there. We walk our beat like a, a tiny lapdog chasing a school bus. Think about it. When you want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, we'll find it. We are the truth team. My good friend Tom in the back has control of all things audible. If you would, Tom, turn this monitor down, down, down. It's throwing me off. <laughs> there you go. Oh, thank you, Tom. Blow a kiss to my friend Tom. Here we go. He deflected it. There's a lot about Tom, doesn't it? Well, my partner and I were walking down the street. It was a Saturday morning, a street in my city, my town, USA, the left ventricle on the heart of America. Well, we were walking down the street when all of a sudden I heard a dispute taking part on the playground. Two boys were disputing the immutable, infallible nature of Holy Scripture. The one kid said to the other, My mom says the Bible's just a dusty old book full of stories. The other one countered, Is not, is too, is not, too, not, too, not, too, not, too. I stopped them just before they came to blows. I said, uh, Boys, what seems to be the problem? Oh, we're having an argument about that book, the Bible. That's when my partner spoke up. He has a way of doing that, you know, speaking to us in that still, small voice that sounds here, not here. He said, uh, take them to see the library slash media center slash internet cafe. I said, boys, I'm going to have to take you in to learn about the Bible. Well, we went in and walked up the uh, polished marble steps of that one place that was once called the library. But now, now indeed, it's had uh, a longer, more complex name. We walked into the My Town Media Complex slash Cafe and Bistro. We walked right past the coffee tables and the cappuccino machine uh, to a desk that used to be the information desk where the librarian sat. No, we talked to the media specialist there, uh, walked right up to the desk and said, Ma'am, these boys have a question. Yes, she said, how can I help you? Ma'am, these boys have a question about the Bible. The Bible? Oh, she said with a peculiar charismatic gleam in her eye. Well, she took them to show them an archive, a place where they kept an ancient thing called... Yes, it's a paper sort of thing that has pages you actually turn with your fingers. She told, saw, showed them an entire section of books that were the Bible in many translations and uh, told them how 
Over the centuries, it has been interpreted in many hundreds of different languages. She showed them an entire shelf of books that were about the book, commentaries, concordances, uh, uh, study books of every size, shape, and description. <laughs> and that's when she said, now, of course, no one uses these things anymore. And she took them to the computer. Yes, there was a, a line of computer study desks and said, boys, the good thing today is that you can have all of these books right at the click of a mouse. In fact, you can carry the Bible on your cell phone. It's more available now than it ever has been before. But you know how it started. Well, God inspired more than 40 men to write the very words of this book. And it, over the years, has come to be the greatest, best-selling book of all time, in spite of the fact that many nations, many people have tried to put the Bible down. They've spit on it, they've burned it, they've banned it, they've tried to keep it down, but it always, always comes back. It's always true, and it will always have the answers for everyday life. Now, then, and tomorrow. But before she was through, those boys knew the Bible wasn't just a dusty book of stories. It was God's truth, God's word, applicable for today. If we study it and digest it and learn it and write it on our hearts. Well, as we walk down out of the My Town Library slash Media Slinter slash Bistro, what a mouthful. My partner spoke up once more. He reminded me of a scripture that says, All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I said, boys, I want to give you something. I reached into the pocket of my super sleuth trench coat and I pulled out two. Paperback, New International, New Testaments. I said, I want to give you these antiques. I want you to have God's Word right in your pocket. And, you know, it's not just a little book. And, no, it doesn't have any pictures, no video. But uh, I inscribed in this precious antique a couple of websites that you might want to go to. <laughs> Thebibleproject.com will tell you in video form everything you want to know about this book. You see, it hasn't changed, but we present it differently. I told them, if you want to listen to somebody talk about the Bible, one of my favorite places, it's a YouTube channel called uh, the 10-Minute Bible Hour, which is a head-scratcher when you think about it. Well, these are godly people who know and understand the Bible, and if you go to those websites when your parents allow you to use the computer, why, you can learn all about it and start to plant the seeds of that word deep down in your heart. <laughs> so one day... They'll produce some good fruit for you and for those you know. Well, they went on down the street. They looked up those websites on their phones even before they hit the corner. And that's when my partner spoke up again. He said, I'll take it from there. You see, my partner, the Holy Spirit, he's the one who guides us into all truth, helps us remember it when we need it the most. I knew that those boys would be in good hands with my partner, the Holy Spirit, and had a thought that someday, maybe, just maybe, they might become a part of the truth team. 
The events in this episode are made up, but they're not fiction. They're designed to teach, teach divine truth and are not for entertainment alone. Any similarity to real life or real people is not coincidence. It's the work of God. I'm Detective Dirk Durango, Chief Investigator on the Heresy Squad of the Doctrine Division of the Church of God. And this is my partner, the Holy Spirit. You can't see him, but he's always here. That's why I walk my beat with confidence, and you can too, when you become a part of the truth team. See you later, kiddos. Good old Dirk Durango. 30 years older and 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> we have to get through some more of the Bible moves here. I want you to get your hands ready. Is my hair okay? Ready? We're okay to proceed? Okay. Start again with Genesis and we'll keep on going. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The next books are 12 books of history. Blow a trumpet and say, Joshua. This book, it takes us all the way through, I mean, into the land of Canaan, God's promised land. Say, Joshua, once more. You probably remember the story how they went around Jericho. The priests blew the trumpet and the walls came tumbling down. The next one is Judges. Pound a gavel on your uh, hand and say, Judges. Now, these were the people who ruled the Israelites after Joshua did. People like Othniel, Ehud, Gideon, Deborah, Samson, the leaders of God's people. Very interesting story. Say, judges. Very good. Pick up a sheaf of grain, put it in your basket. Say, Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite lady who married an Israelite man. It's a wonderful story of love and commitment. Say, Ruth. First and second Samuel, we're going to pour a horn of, uh, or a bottle. They used horns for bottles, okay? It would be kind of like this, except made out of animal horn, okay? <laughs> first and second Samuel, because you're the prophet anointing Saul to be the first king. Say, first and second Samuel, together. First and second Samuel, first and second kings, put a crown up on your head. These two books tell of all the good kings and the bad kings of Israel and Judah. Oh boy, I've just finished reading them. It's amazing. First and second kings. First and second kings. Then first and second chronicles. We're going to unroll a scroll. Before books, they made books. They had scrolls, long pieces of paper rolled up. And that's how they recorded books in those days. So when you want to turn the page, you just roll the scroll over, okay? And uh, the modern day application is when you're on a computer, you're scrolling down the page. That's where that comes from, okay? Scrolling down or scrolling over. All right, uh, that's First and Second Chronicles. Say it together with me, First and Second Chronicles. Then we put up a church like this, all right? We say Ezra together, Ezra. Ezra was the guy who wrote Chronicles and then he came back and he told about rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem. Say Ezra. Nehemiah, we're going to put brick upon brick. We're building the wall around Jerusalem. Say Nehemiah. 
a great book about how to war and worship the Lord at the same time. And then we have the book of Esther, the beautiful queen of fluff, your beautiful hair. Say Esther. <laughs> Esther. Oh, man. Here we go. Esther. Uh, wait a minute. Upstart. <laughs> Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Yeah, we're done with the little books of history. Give yourselves a big hand. All right. We're going to do the Pentateuch and the books of history. I need two volunteers. <gasps> two girls right there. Come on up here. Quick as you can. Everybody stand up. Well, tell me your name, please. Brooke, and you are L Lucy. Stand over here, please, on that side. I love to be, no, no, you stand over there. I love to be surrounded by beauty. Okay, you ready? Going to start with Genesis. Here we go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Now, stay standing, rub your eyes and frown and say, Job. Yeah, why is this man, Job, crying? He was the richest guy ever, and God took it all away except his life, but he still trusted God. Say, Job. Job. Then we have Psalms. We're going to make a harp. This is like, the frame and there's strings going down we're going to pluck the strings and say psalms that's the kind of harp david had was a 10 stringed lyre is also a name of it anyway he had there's 150 different songs in there i was reading song psalm 104 today this morning it says i will praise the lord as long as i live i will sing unto his name which means i get to sing till i'm too old and wrinkly Okay, here we go. Psalms. Then we go like so. Proverbs. Did you see the light bulb? It's a symbol of good ideas. Okay, the light bulb comes on. Proverbs has all sorts of good ideas about how to train your children, how important discipline is. <laughs> I love you, Lucy. Come here. <laughs> Proverbs and oh, how to teach, how to. Use your money. When to stop your tongue from talking. Because sometimes it's best just to be quiet. People will think you're smart if you don't say anything. <laughs> and if you do say something that's really stupid, then they'll know you're just really dumb. Okay. My rough paraphrase. Proverbs. Here we go one more time. Proverbs. Then we have Ecclesiastes. This is the big book of why. Lots of questions. Sometimes, you know, that's the best way to learn is ask questions. And then the last book of poetry is Song of Solomon. Draw a heart in the air, say Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Lucy, are you married? Okay. <laughs> Brooke, you're not married, are you? Don't read this book till you're married. It's all about love between a husband and wife, and you do not need to know that until you're married, okay? It has a warning, too. It literally says... Do not awaken love until it so desires. And so this is a book for married folks. Teach you how to love your spouse. Okay. Song of Solomon. One more time. Song of Solomon. Those are the five books of poetry. And uh, let's just start again with <laughs> Joshua. Here we go. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 
First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. You sit down, you girls stay put. Turn and face each other, okay? We're going to have a little, are you like buddies? Yeah, of course you are. Uh, we're going to have a little fun thing called a Bible shootout, okay? You're not in any danger, all right? But here's how it works, and this is a fun way to review the Bible moves when you get at home or in your homeschool group, okay? What I'm going to do is say one of the books that we just learned, and the first one of you to do the, the hand motion for that, whichever one it is, that book, the first, the first one to do it shoots the other one, but you're not dead until you've been hit three times, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you die, I want it to be real dramatic, okay? I have a feeling you can do this. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready? Now, out there, don't do it. But if they're stumped, I'll say, who knows it out here? And then you show us. Okay, you girls ready? Let's try this book. Uh, show me the book of Esther. Very good. She just beat you by a hair. Yeah. <laughs> Just the one here. Okay, try this book. Numbers. Ooh, that was so close, but I think she beat you that time. Just by one finger. Okay, it's, it's one to one. Here we go. Show me the book, uh, First and Second Kings. Oh, man. Was it, I, I think she won that one, didn't she? Okay, so you've been hit twice. Okay, relax, you'll be fine. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's try the book of uh, Job. Yeah, I think she beat you again. I'm sorry, Brooke. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah, you're supposed to die. Okay, you can both. You can both. Oh, oh, oh. Wait a minute. We're going to pray for resurrection on three. One, two, three. Alive from the dead. Give him a big hand. <laughs> you girls have a great, the a great uh, future ahead of you on stage. And as buddies, you can go sit down. Thank you for your help. Give him a big hand. <laughs> oh, this is uh, one of the fun things I do. Now, uh, let's see. Oh, we got four minutes? Or should we end it? We'll just end it. Okay. We'll do one last thing. Because we'll, sa we'll save the, min the minor prophets for tomorrow, okay? Because somebody got too long-winded and sidetracked a few times. My fault. But I want to introduce you to the Apostle Paul because he's going to review our memory verse for us. Paul, are you ready? Uh, <coughs> well, not quite. Okay, I feel better now. There we go. Is my hair okay? No. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is the Apostle Paul. You want to say hi to the people? Oh, yeah. Well, grace and peace to you. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the Apostle Paul. And uh, Paul, I just wanted you to help the kids remember a memory verse today. Oh, what do you mean? Well, you know those letters you wrote, like the one to Romans? Yeah, how could I forget that? It's my best work. Yeah, well, it really is. But remember that part that you, that you wrote what, 
after you were gone, the people... Wait, you, you mean I'm, I'm gone? <gasps> no, well, yeah, yeah, see, because you're a puppet. Don't say that! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> Paul. But anyway, uh, get, let's get on with it, because, you know, we numbered your letters with chapters and numbers, and there's one called Romans 3.23 that talks about missing the mark. Oh, oh, yeah. I know that one. Is this the one you're talking about? Uh, for all have fallen short of the... Wait a minute, I forgot. <laughs> all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Is that the one? That is exactly the one. We call it Romans 3.23. Can you explain it to us? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, it's all about archery. Wait a minute. Archery? Do you mean like the archery they have here at camp? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, raise your hand if you can get a bullseye every single time. Raise your hand. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't think even the best human can hit the mark every single time, but why is that important? Well, if you don't get a perfect bullseye every time, that means you have fallen short. Raise your hand if your arrow doesn't even hit the target. Now you, I believe, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the idea, isn't it? That uh, to sin is to fall short of hitting the target? Yeah, you're pretty smart for a human. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you see, all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's exactly right. And uh, to be perfect is to hit the target every time? Yeah, you got it. Can anybody do that? How about you? No. You? Huh? No. I don't think anybody can, can they? Only one. And that's Jesus. Somebody said it out there. My hair isn't good, but my ears are pretty good. Yeah. Jesus is the only one who lived the perfect life. And uh, why is that important? Well, because his death and resurrection made the perfect sacrifice so that we can have life forever. Wow. That's deep stuff. Yeah, I know. Who taught you? The Lord did. And I wrote about it. And you should know it too, because it's true for every day. Exactly right. Well, very good. Paul, I hate to tell you, but uh, we're out of time today. So will you come back tomorrow and talk to the, the families here at, 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 at family camp? Oh, well, I'd love to. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Say goodbye. Goodbye. Be good. Hit the target. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we do want you to have some other fun today. As you're at the archery, think about that illustration. The word Paul used is an archery term for falling short. Uh, every one of us falls short of the glory of God. Nobody lives perfect, but God has an answer for it. We'll talk more about that in our morning and evening sessions. Tonight you'll see the, uh, the real live Bible character David in full costume and uh, middle-aged pudgy David is going to come <laughs> and talk to you about his life. 
Let's have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to turn back over to Brian. He's going to instruct us from here. Heavenly Father, what a beautiful place and beautiful people to talk about your beautiful word, your creation, your plan for us in eternity. Lord, bless these things to our hearts. Help us to be more and more thirsty for your word every day. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.